The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up, guys? Welcome into In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Chris Welsh. It's Scott Bogman on what is maybe the most eventful week that I can freaking recall. I can not believe the things that are going on. Uh, we had Avengers Endgame, the NFL Draft, and we're going to be topped off by Game of Thrones in the first huge episode that's going to go down. And LaShawn McCoy is going to spoil every ounce of it, Bogman. <laughs> I have uh, I had to go on to Twitter and go through and eliminate words like Avengers and McCoy and Baltimore uh, Ravens. Yeah, Baltimore Ravens. Right. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners. Yes. I like um, it. Yeah. No, Giants, that, that would be smart. Right. Vegan. Would, yes. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Healthy. Right. <laughs> Healthy. Right. Cholesterol. Uh-huh. Okay. Stroke. Okay. All, all those, those things. Yeah. Just so. avoiding all of them. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Thank you guys for tuning in, by the way, to end this league. Three hours right here on FNTSY. We have got um, no spoilers and very little. We'll talk about Endgame because Bogman hasn't seen it and I have. Haven't seen it yet. Nope. So. Um, but we're going to talk about the NFL draft a whole bunch. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, big debuts. Huge de- debuts in uh, baseball that went down on Friday with the biggest prospect in baseball, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And one of the other really big ones, top prospect for the Nationals, Carter Keeboom. It's just like freaking prospect season. Uh, and it is not only just prospect season for baseball as we talk about it, but I mean, this is what we are inundated with, with the NFL draft. And I- I'm telling you, the NFL draft is great. I didn't get to see any of the first round. And I've been talking about this for a little bit because there's not many things that would supplant. The Avengers was longer than the first round of the NFL draft, I think, right? You know, no. It, oh, that's right, because it started. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, what you're, no, but what you're Close saying, you're, in theory, because we thought it was starting at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but it started right. at 5, the drafted, and then it ended at 9, so it was four hours. Avengers, I was in the theater for about Three hours and 20 minutes, I think. Jeez. Yeah, with previews and stuff like that. Like, they really need to... Do they account for previews when they do runtime? I don't do, think they do. I they think don't. that's just the movie runtime. Because each each theater has different... Like, I think if you go to the Alamo Draft House, they only do, like, one preview. So, 
I'm sick of it. I yeah, couldn't be the, the more sick of the previews. The they're the worst thing. Probably uh, have 30 minutes of previews for real. Like, well, they're the second ridiculous. worst thing. The second worst thing. Um, the worst thing in all the land is LaShawn McCoy. So <laughs> NFL draft is great. And so that's what I was getting at. I didn't get to see it. Um, I saw the first four picks and I was in like a dinner theater and whatnot. And I got to see my 49ers take Nick Bosa. Uh, you know, that was fantastic. And then I went in because not many things would um, supplant, you know, me watching the NFL draft except for Avengers Endgame because I'm a, you know, a Marvel nerd. nerd. Yes, nerd. A, ner- a Marvel stan, as you would. Um, yeah, right. totally. That's me. And this was the most important thing to see because I didn't want this spoiled for me. I didn't want a minute or one single thing from this movie spoiled for me. And there are horrible people that are out there. So I like sacrificed some Bogman's. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Bogman, <laughs> we have to sacrifice things. I sacrificed right. the NFL draft. It was a blood offering to the, to the many uh, Marvel gods. That's what I did. And I sacrificed <laughs> the mini it. comics. God, the mini comics, God, <laughs> to make sure that I could see this movie. And I, when I got out, you know, and I, I fully expected, you know, people be talking about Avengers and people be talking about the draft. There's one huge surprise that happened in the NFL draft that everyone was talking about. And I was like, okay, now it's going to happen, you know, Thursday night. You know, there'll be a little bit talk about it, but boy, Friday morning is going to be all about what the Giants did, all about in game. And guess what? It wasn't. It is all and was all about that piece of garbage, LaShawn McCoy, because. LaShawn McCoy straight up spoiled the Avengers. Straight yeah, up I, I, I spoiled the Avengers. Like, all, okay, this is what I saw. I saw you tweet something that said, LaShawn McCoy, uh, the internet to LaShawn McCoy right now, bring me his head. I almost went to La- LaShawn McCoy's Twitter at that point. So you almost ruined it for me. Just so you know. Well, I did put uh, under my tweet, I put, um, do not go to his Twitter. You put that under your tweet? Yeah, under my tweet. I didn't at LaShawn McCoy. I purposely did that so people wouldn't click on it and go to his account. And under my tweet, I said, by the way, do not go there because he is ruining uh, the Avengers. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't see that, obviously. So, I just saw your first one. And uh, uh, so, I typed in LaShawn McCoy and the first thing said, LaShawn McCoy uh, ruins the Avengers for everyone who didn't see it day one. What a, you know, POS yeah, or words. whatever it said. Words, so, words, words. Um, right, words, words, words. And, and so I was like, okay, looks like I need to go and do the bit, like you said, where uh, I go and the eliminate words. words from my Twitter. So, which is kind of sad that you can do that, but also uh, good in this situation. So. It's very, very good in this situation. So I'm not going to obviously say the tweets, by the way, uh, because I'm not going to be LaShawn McCoy. I'm not. A, a Do that next week. Absolutely. Right? You better see it by next week. Dumbbag. <laughs> Yo, because we're going to be doing a an ITL breakdown episode of uh, Endgame. So more reason to go and join up with our Patreon if you're not there, because we'll probably be doing at least an hour uh, podcast breaking down Endgame. But like I saw it early. I saw somebody tweeting about LaShawn McCoy and I was like, what is this all about? And it, actually, you know what? It was from Barstool. And they're like. Um, is LaShawn McCoy the biggest piece of trash in all of football for ruining Endgame for everyone? And I go, oh, my gosh. So I go and look. I go and look, and I'm like, it can't be that bad, right? It can't be that bad. The first tweet, which he put out, I guess it was like around 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday. You know, so, I mean, this is like, like, like a little over 12 hours after the movie had even been released. He drops a tweet 
that straight up spoils probably two. I mean, you know, in the, in movies like this, there's always like Tons surprise of stuff things. happens. I understand two right. important things. Straight up drops it, and dude gets he has one point four thousand comments on it right now, and then he doubles <laughs> down and he drops one more tweet just to make sure. If someone didn't it's see ruined for everyone to, to right. make sure he, he, he picked one thing to ruin and he ruined that thing and he ruined it again, ruined it again. Ruined. The comments under here, Bogman, here's some comments that are pretty <laughs> great. This is under the second one. Um, the second comment is tear your ACL next year, please. Oh, God. Uh, um, let's see. There was a couple other. Let's see. Oh, I can't say that. Uh, a lot of memes of you should delete this tweet. <laughs> Um, Ugh. let's see. Shady, I can't believe you. This is real betrayal. Someone says, uh, dude, stop it. <laughs> Someone says, here's a spoiler. You'll never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and I mean, it's pretty brutal. There's a lot of stuff I can't say. A lot it's of- the biggest jerk move ever. I, I tell you what, uh, you know, Juju, uh, he apparently forgot to get his tickets or something. So it was no, you know what? It was, I think it was Shazier. So Shazier forgot to get his tickets, and he tweeted out, "Hey, look, um, I'm looking for um, t- four tickets to Avengers at this time at this movie theater. Uh, I will trade you uh, box seats for a Steelers game. I am dead ass serious. That is so, awesome. <laughs> I would have given up my seats so fast, so fast. I would have done that." On his original tweet, someone said, nice move. You're traded to Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) And there's just like, (laughs) I mean, there's so many words I can't say that people are putting on here. Uh, Someone says, I hope the bills release you. (laughs) A lot of people want his ACL to be torn out. And a campaign of people bogs that want LaShawn McCoy suspended from the NFL for what he did to Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Uh, it's kind of sad. I feel like more people are pissed off at LaShawn McCoy than are at Tyree Uh-oh, Hill right don't now. Don't do it. Don't do it, Bogman. I'm, well, I'm just saying, did someone asked if he's the biggest POS in the NFL for spoiling a movie. No, I think Tyreek Hill is. Agreed. So, Tyree, you know, yeah, we'll talk as, about that. As long as Tyreek Hill is still getting money from the NFL, then he's the biggest POS. Well, actually, maybe so. we should talk about it here for a minute because, like, I'll be honest with you. You know, the Tyreek Hill stuff has just been bad. It's, I mean, we talked about it like with the Frank Clark stuff, you know, where it was like, man, this team doesn't, the Chiefs do not have a good look right now. Where, yes, they got off right. of Kareem Hunt and whatever, but like trading for Frank Clark and the Tyreek Hill stuff is looming. And then draft day, there's always something on draft day, by the way. Always something is dropped oh, when yeah. attention is put on the NFL. This time, it wasn't someone putting on a gas mask and uh, getting high. What it was was news about Tyreek Hill that there were there was an audio recording <clears throat> that his white or his wife or girlfriend or whatever uh, had between them had given to a friend as an insurance policy, and then it yeah. was released, and it is some horrific garbage on there. Here's the bottom line. Here's the best way to put it. It's all. It's all. I mean, it's not funny games with Lashawn McCoy here. Uh, I think Lashawn McCoy is garbage. But, like, don't put it in the same well, realm with an anybody. A-hole. He's an a-hole. Yeah. Tyreek Hill right. is is scum of the earth. Garbage person. He's, yeah. I, I've used other words in my tweets about Tyreek Hill yesterday. 
He is scum of the earth. The stuff I think it's a three year old kid that had his arm broken, and the stuff that Tyreek Hill was saying, and they're threatening the girlfriend, talking about the things that he would do. He, he's a garbage scumbag, and there is no chance he's back in the NFL. Bogman. No, no, this is Ray Rice. Like, yeah, uh, perfect. You know, this uh, is Ray Rice. He is done. Yeah, he's done. Uh, he's cooked. No redemption and story for this. There's no redemption. No, there's story. not. There, there's not. And Tyreek Hill had stuff going into the draft. You know, um, it, he fell in the draft because of something he did, uh, you know, during college, which was beat up his pregnant girlfriend. You know, I don't know that he beat her up. I know that he hit her while she was pregnant. So he had this stuff in his past. You know, uh, it was I believe it was at the beginning of his uh, college career. So, you know, he had gone three more years without having an incident. And he had been fairly uh, far along in his NFL career um, before something like this crept up again. But you can tell that it never stopped. This isn't something that stopped. It was just something that wasn't reported, especially because specifically in the video, his girlfriend says, and and I rode for you against that district attorney and against those investigators and blah, 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 which means she was covering up stuff for him for a while. Well, and she, and it's because this was audio. I don't think it was a video, but no, it was, it was audio. Right. Yeah. And, and she, I mean, she laid it out. Like she knew what she was doing too. She set him up with some stuff in the right way. She was like, I mean, I don't want to get into it because like, you know, any human, I don't want to do the, like as a dad, it's this because any human being, is going to be grossed out by this stuff. But still, hearing right. someone have no remorse for a child and whatnot, it's it's gross mm-hmm. and it's disgusting. And Tyreek Hill is done. If he's not done, it's going to be bad. Yeah, I, dude, yeah, I can't imagine that he that he gets to play in the this NFL. Is, this is this is Adrian Peterson sober. stuff. And honestly, I'm not, let's not, um, minimize, let's not minimize Adrian Peterson stuff. Like, this isn't that. Tyreek Hill is a garbage person. And uh, even so, like, this is this is other stuff that bothers me. I think the Chiefs have a much bigger problem. It's a bad stain on them. The press conference on Friday, um, I think this was bu- this is before the second, third round. Andy Reid began the press conference and stuck with a statement they issued on Tyree Kill saying, today is Frank's day. That yeah, I mean, we are going to talk about the current domestic um, uh, abuse person. We're going to talk about uh, the guy that's cleared of it for a couple of years. We just traded for and gave a hundred million dollars for. It's a bad look for the Chiefs. It, it really is, you know, and it, it really is. It's. Um, I mean, I don't even know what to say. There's about nothing Tyreek to say. I mean, like he's done. He's gone. And I, I don't know how this would have changed. Like. This audio stuff coming out, the the district attorney. Well, they reopened the criminal case. Yeah, exactly. There there was uh, he had said before, uh, you know, we know there's a crime here, but we can't prove anything. So we're not going to press charges. And they have since reopened since this, uh, you know, audio came out. I'm just glad that the audio came to light so we can get this kid out of that situation he's three years old there's no excuse for him to be treated like this and uh i'm just glad that we you know he got some uh resolution here and they're both gonna go to jail because she covered up for hill and uh and hill did all this stuff so he's gonna go to jail for a long time see the only way that she might get off is he makes a statement she'll flip well well no but she's already flipped here would be the thing is where she says she covered because she was scared for her life and 
there's a statement in the audio where he says, you should be scared of me too. Like he says right. that to her and uses some other words in there. Like that yeah. statement could be used where maybe, you know, it's not as bad, but what is horrible. The whole situation is horrible. He's garbage. And it's kind of unfortunate too, because then you stepped into a situation where it's like, you know, it's like, all right, the chiefs can draft a wide receiver, you know, Sammy Watkins yeah. is wide receiver one. And it's like, that's yeah. what I was getting to is I don't know how the, Chiefs uh, thoughts on this draft and the trade they just made for Frank Clark, how that would have changed if they knew that this stuff was happening. Plus, you know, this is the worst look for the NFL. You had 200,000 people come out for the NFL draft day one, 200,000 people. And you have 32 young men who had their lives changed by, uh, you know, getting their uh, dream job here and it's all it all takes a backseat because this is what we just did the welsh we just talked about tyreek hill over talking about the draft in this first segment because that news is so impactful so it is uh it's terrible and it's a bad look for the nfl they got to get guys like this for the chiefs you know who's a chiefs fan oh you know i don't know (laughs) <laughs> There's a LaShawn McCoy to the Chiefs thing that I want to happen here, but I don't even know where to go with all of these guys. <laughs> nah, it's nah. a wasteland. It's a wasteland of uh, hopefully they make a change. Bengals used to kind of do this. Uh, the Chiefs are now doing it, and uh, it's a gross situation. Here's uh, here's the deal. Bye-bye, Tyreek Hill. Yep. Go- goodbye. Bye-bye. I saw a lot of people, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter like, should I trade Tyreek Hill for like a third round pay? You get whatever. Just get whatever you can get out of it. All right, we got to go to break. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be covering all of the first round. We got to talk about some of the other craziness that went down. We're not going to um, spoil in game like Lashawn McCoy. <laughs> we'll be back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says in this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. All right, welcome back. It is In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Bogman. I'm Welsh. You can find us over at InThisLeague.com. Or more importantly, you can go check us out over on Patreon. Very busy week. Where we had the uh, we had the episode two of Game of Thrones review. We had the live streams with Bogman, the pizza party live streams on the draft. Did you? What pizza did you have, Bogman? I got Barrow's pizza. So, and we that. also discussed um, what type of what what is the best frozen pizza. I I landed on Red Baron. If we're factoring in price, because Red Baron is Safeway so Select. cheap. Uh, I've never had a Safeway Select. It's not bad. Um, I couldn't tell you if they're good or bad. You said you're saying not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, well, what was the, the consensus on the the value pizza? They they like uh, a lot of them like DiGiorno's. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a well, what's the the screaming Italian one? I know I've seen that like in the aisle, but I've I've never had. I don't that think one that's either. a value one though. That's like it's still like eight or nine bucks. I think isn't it? Is it? I, okay. it I, I don't know. Um, 
So we were kind of going through that and then talking about, uh, you know, New York for Chicago style pizza. This was all, you know, uh, in the 25 minutes before the draft started, of course, you know, the most annoying 15 minutes. And uh, it's it, not having Mayock wasn't as bad as I thought the Welsh, but the live band at in Nashville kind of I know Rich Eisen was so pissed. I don't know if it was hurting his ears or whatever it was. There's a band set up in the stand behind, um, you know, just uh, up on the stage. There's a band and they play music whenever each. Um, they treat it like it's like late night with Jimmy Fallon. Serious. Like it's a late night band. No, they play they play songs in between picks. So, you know, you Jimmy get, Pavino. <laughs> and then they play whatever song. I don't know if the players pick them or whatever, but they play a song whenever a guy comes out. And like um, entrance music. It, yeah, kind of. Right. Someone should yeah, have had Stone so. Cold. How they done that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just because Nashville is such a musical city. You know, so. You know, I didn't realize I, I just, you know, I mean, you're kind of a little bit more of our football guide at ITL and I was just too locked into the Avengers. I hadn't given a whole lot of thought or paid attention. I mean, I knew it was in Nashville, but I didn't give any attention to what was going on with the NFL draft. And then when I started seeing like, you know, a bunch of people we know in the industry somewhere out there and people are tweeting out pictures and I was just like, a lot of people are taking pictures like outside where they're eating. I'm like, what is the deal with this? And then a couple hours before I realized I'm like, oh, like. They've set up a stage outdoors. Like it's in the middle of downtown Nashville. The middle of downtown. They set up like their own Coachella and there were like they did drone shots. The amount of damn people that showed up for an NFL draft, it's almost oh. embarrassing. Like what did nobody I'm, have I'm anything not to Is do? Two hundred thousand people. Did nobody have anything to do? Why would you show <laughs> up? I wouldn't show up. It, it, we, yeah. had a buddy, we had a buddy we have a guy in the ITL army. Uh, Ryan Cornell, who when they had the draft in Atlanta, like he went and it was just in a stadium and he got it. He got on television wearing a, yeah. a, 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 a on ESPN. Yeah. Falcon jersey and stuff like that. Like it's contained chaos, that open chaos where it looks like it's like, you know, uh, Times Square on New Year's Eve gives me so much anxiety. There must have <laughs> been nonsense going on left and right. Well, dude, I'm looking and well, they did. They started this outdoor bit last year in Philly and uh, someone was like, here's the, the biggest upset of of every single draft pick was that there were zero rest in Philly during the draft. And I was like, bless. No way was there zero arrest. There's just they're just not reporting them or something. Well, so um, but I'm looking at this giant crowd. Before the whole draft starts, in the, you're right. They did the drone shot where they show everyone, and I'm like, well, "Where are the porta potties?" And there's just none. There's none, and, and so, nobody could walk. Nobody could yeah, do anything. You could barely move. I will tell right. you this though. I will tell you this because I thought that was a weird play by the NFL to do it in a downtown area. Kudos to them for making it a concert atmosphere. They did that. A lot of attention around it. And it created new factors that I don't think anyone was prepared for, like my favorite story that came out of the NFL draft was the bachelor party that was ruined. Bachelorette party. Bachelorette party that was ruined. And these women, listen, okay, this is, um, this is the television report from Fox 17 in Nashville uh, right here. Just take a listen to this thing. You can see the beautiful guy to be right here. They're just having a great 
these bachelorette parties came not knowing that the NFL was here. So they had to change their plans up a little bit. The person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the entire season. Like, I'm talking, no no Super Bowl. No. Because you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. Putting a little damper on these ladies one last fling before the ring. (laughs) Like, the worst. Yeah. Like, I gotta be honest with you. (laughs) These might be the two worst women in all of America. The, uh, the the bride the bride looks three shades of like don't mess with her if you know where I'm getting at like I would not want to have been the person that had to be on the receiving call of that disappointment that uh, those I two mean, women I mean tons of fun that the, their husbands don't get to watch football anymore done <laughs> cucked okay <laughs> cucked by the NFL draft they got uh, uh no well by the way how stupid are they like. This has been scheduled forever. Like, you can just look and see that it's going to happen way ahead of time. Or you could have uh, called any of those restaurants and said, hey, uh, we're planning on having a bachelorette party on this day and this day. Uh, do you have any tables for us or, or what can you do? And he's like, well, we can't do anything. That's the NFL draft day. Or you could have look at, looked at any type of schedule anywhere and known that this was going to happen. I know Nashville is a huge a bachelorette party destination or whatever. And um, it, it's it's a fun city to go to, but... Uh, it is like... You, know, here's you chose to do this the one time there's a huge event going on there. Well, there was a... I saw some people writing that, like, was the bachelor party also here and the husband set this up and they knew it and set these women... Because <laughs> if not, these women did no research whatsoever. There's a picture... That's this like, is just the worst. It, it's the worst. The uh, one, the the, the, uh, the bride here, the look on her face is bat s crazy. It's WHNT. The, uh, the tweet of their article is upset brides. The city isn't just known for country music. It's also a hot bachelorette party destination. And the focus on football is putting a damper on pre-wedding festivities. And the picture they have of the bride, the look on her face all you can do is want to start a GoFundMe for her husband. That's all you want to do. Get out of there. You are not. I think someone safe. did that. Didn't someone start a GoFundMe for the, uh, you know, f- for the husband? I didn't see that. I actually saw. I I, I could have swore I saw. I that. saw a mock GoFundMe, but I'm not going to talk about what it was for. <laughs> it was it wasn't appropriate. What someone what was had it, set for it up a for a divorce? Nope, it was for something completely different. I'll tell you about it okay. off air. But uh, right. stranger danger, stranger danger. Feel horrible <laughs> for that guy. Those and, and those women stole the party. They stole. They stole. The, they were bigger than the NFL draft. Almost bigger <laughs> than the screw up that the Giants had. That's about it. <laughs> well, the Giants fans were pissed. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's for sure. But um, the first overall pick, the Welsh, Kyler Murray, goes to the Cardinals. Let me, let me ask you your your surprise one to ten on them actually going Kyler Murray because leading up to the draft, we heard some stuff from them about how we didn't have it sewn up and. Blah, 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 blah. So were you even surprised that they wound up taking Kyler no, Murray? Or was one out of expected? ten. I was actually, I got to see the first four picks sitting in the like bar lobby of the movie theater, and the sound wasn't on. So as I watched Goodell up, I was just lip reading, and I, and I literally, I was like, Kyler Murray. I was like seeing what does it have to look like on my mouth, 
and I saw him go <laughs> Kyler Murray, and I was like, "Yep, oh, there you go." Wasn't surprised at all. Little to no surprise that they did it. I mean, there was a lot of like late minute type of stuff, some you know subterfuge and whatnot, trying to throw us off. Maybe there were some. Maybe they were trying to see if they were going to get a Godfather off or whatnot. But you know, with all things that ended up happening, it seems like it was set in stone. I mean. The trade, because uh, we got to talk about the Rosen trade as well. The Rosen trade probably came together post first round once, um, you know, the Miami Dolphins were identified themselves as not being able to get a quarterback or, you know, maybe they had their sights set on Daniel Jones. And obviously that was kind of, you know, uh, supplanted there. But like you, you kind of have to look at it and like, well, this was the obvious choice the whole time. Like maybe they considered some of these other guys, but I 1000% expected Kyler Murray to be an Arizona Cardinal. And um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Did you see the story, by the way? I was talking to some Cardinal fans out here about Kyler Murray, and people are not a big fan. And I'm almost here's what I'm almost getting enjoyment out of being able <laughs> to, like, tell them more things to not like him about. Like there was an <laughs> event there, you know, because everyone gets excited about their their guy and everything like yeah. that. But there was an I event. Love Giants fans. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a. What was it, like 23? Was it 23 draft prospects that were invited? 22? Yeah, something like that. Right, right. All the draft prospects were invited to do a charity handout um, the day before the draft. And every single draft prospect was there but one. (laughs) The number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. And as reported, um, when asked why he wasn't there, uh, a reporter, an Arizona Cardinals reporter, I believe it was, they were told um, he's got other stuff to do. And then they then there was clamor about like them trying to, you know, like make it not a big deal. Be like, oh, well, it was a voluntary thing and he just wasn't he wasn't going to be in in town in time. Yet every other single draft prospect was there to hand out stuff for charity to children, except for Kyler Murray. So stand up. Um, well, you know, let, let, let's hope that he makes up for that. I hope not. Point, you know. There's uh, Phoenix Children's Hospital out here. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds he's of, busy, of charitable events. He's busy. He's busy. He's super busy. He's a super busy guy. Number one overall pick. Doesn't have time for the little people or to help anybody. Right. Well, when, you know, you're you're busy um, being the number one overall pick in football and what was he? The number four overall pick in baseball or whatever nine. he was. Nine. nine over ninth overall pick. Top ten. Uh, you know, you got a busy schedule. You got to be good at baseball and football. But uh, I don't know I, that that kind of stuff that I, it's it, going it to mean nothing to anybody. But, it's going to mean little yeah. to so many people. But I just like it because it's like little jabs you get to have because, it's, yeah, it's something else because you're a Niners fan. And then yeah. and, and the Niners got, um, you know, one of the two best consensus players in this draft just by sitting at two and a lot of people have him number one. Obviously the Niners had him number one on their board and Nick Bosa. So yeah, I was reading, normally, I was listening to the press conference by the show. I may interrupt you, but I was listening to both press conferences of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and then to Nick Bosa's. And it was interesting because John Lynch revealed that their board was Bosa and Quinnen with the same grade at the very top, but Bosa got the push for need. So that's why they went oh, with Bosa. Okay. I like that because uh, Quinnen is my favorite player, my number one ranked player in this draft. I think he's going to be 
really, really good. He wound up going number three to the Jets, but I think Bosa is great too. My only hesitation with Bosa is that he's had injury stuff and his brother has had injury stuff. I don't know if this is something that is going to plague his NFL career or not. I hope not because he's a really good player, but you, the Welsh, are all about the offense and keeping the legacy of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Roger Craig and everyone in San Francisco for their big run of Super Bowls. And um, you are normally wanting to take an offensive player, but I feel like this is a time where, you know, the Niners take a defensive player and you're actually very happy about it. Is this true or false? I was stoked. I was stoked. So, you know, after Bosa or after Murray went, you know, I'm in the movie theater thing. I'm I'm waiting. And by the time the pick was actually in, the Niners only had like five minutes left when they got back to the clock. And um, when they announced Bosa, I, I arms up and cheer. I'm absolutely excited about it because, you know, he's a, a linchpin. And the, and the Niners have already talked about what they're going to do. And uh, Shanahan and Lynch, um, Lynch insinuated about it during the press conference, and then they essentially all but said it, that um, Solomon Thomas first is not going to be traded, and he's going to be part of a three-man rotation in the middle with Buckner and um, And Armstead. Those three are going to rush from the middle, essentially the defensive tackles, and Bosa and Ford are the ends. And he said, that's what they said. They said, he, uh, I think it was Shanahan said that, Armstead and Solomon both rush better from the inside, so this is the best fit for them. So everything about this worked out for me, and I was ecstatic. Except, though, I will tell you, you know, you want to talk about negativity and how much negativity is just following around everything right now, and even, I guess, I'm perpetuating it, talking about how excited I was that Kyler Murray did something garbagey, is the second question that Bosa was asked in his interview was about his tweets was about the tweets that he <laughs> deleted and he liked some, I think there was like a racially insensitive tweet Colin, from 16. Oh, I didn't know that one. I, the only one I knew was he called Colin Kaepernick a clown. So, um, and that might've been the one. He apologized. Yeah. He apologized. Well, he had some, that, he had some so. Trump tweets. Can't, can't tweet about Trump Bogman. Mm, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> you want to go there? Uh, no, I'm going to spit that hook right there. You want to talk about Tyree Kill? You want to talk about uh, Trump tweets? <laughs> Let's just make this a really interesting first hour. Nope. Nope. I mean, you know, you talk about Tyreek Hill as long as it's all negative, but uh, you can't say <laughs> anything one way or the other about Trump. OK, so, so let's do, pass, let's do pass. this real quick, because I want to set up the next segment with the surprise with the shock of the draft, though. So Quinn Williams goes three and you got to love that guy, his smile with the big braces. And he I mean, you know, everything you got to like about him. Plus, in a really interesting story, uh, his agent um, like she, she, she he has a female agent. I'm, I'm forgetting the agency now. But this was like her first big client. And there was this big like I saw it on Twitter of like her and Quinn and like crying at the same time as he was drafted three because <laughs> this was like her moment to break through. And then Good. I called you and interrupted the live stream on Patreon when the Raiders took. I don't know who that is. They took Clellan Colin Furl. Colin Farrell. Clellan Farrell. It's uh, it's a weird pronunciation on his name, and no Colin one can Farrell figure it out. From into the Broges or whatever, right? Um, I, I mean, the Raiders could have moved down. I like the player. I don't necessarily like where they got him. So, um, a lot of reporters know, this, were pissed. By the way, the Raiders reporters they were like, because Mayock said, you know, they got their info, and that's why they released everybody because they knew what they wanted to do, and they didn't want them there. And it was like <laughs> the reporters were saying, well, why wouldn't you have just traded up? Why would Lindsay you know? Rhodes 
made a great point. She said, look, if we had Mayock on the show, he would have been talking up Farrell. Uh, and he he probably would have gone. Uh, this would have been more accepted. But because he's a GM and not talking up a guy, uh, you know, everyone was pissed. So. Yeah, there's there's some truth to that. So that one had me. I mean, I literally called in to say, what the hell is this? But I then walk into Endgame and miss probably the biggest, most explosive moment. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come right back. So don't go anywhere. It's more in this league coming up. That's Bogman. I'm Welsh. Don't go anywhere. NFL draft this hour and next hour. Plus, we'll talk about uh, all the prospects coming up in baseball. So don't go anywhere. In this league, we'll be back. to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. In this league. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for In this league. Answer me. Suck my white ass. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. It's in this league live. We are back. That is Scott Bogman. Find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm Chris Welsh. You can find me at Is It The Welsh. And also, not the Chris Welsh that is a complete. <laughs> idiot and is offensive and tells people that Ozzy Albies doesn't know the difference between 35 million and 85 million dollars. Yes, I got lots of tweets about it because Did you really? Yeah, cuz it had to be the the that damn former pitcher Chris Welsh with the Reds um go off and be an idiot on camera. We've had jokes about it before. Remember this podcast writer yeah. wrote a review about our podcast and said that I was the former Reds pitcher and I had to correct her and there was a whole thing about it. And then, of course, I had people tweeting me, but nobody tweeted me like they thought it was actually me. People just wanted me to know that Chris Welsh was out there saying idiotic things. And uh, <laughs> I saw it. So it's not the same Chris Welsh. But this Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman are going to have a full draft recap episode for you uh, coming up this week. So make sure you're locked into the fantasy football podcast, the In This League fantasy football podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll be going through the full draft, and we'll be talking about the fantasy prospects, the offensive fantasy prospects. So it's not going to be like a big draft recap where we're going to be talking. Like We're kind of doing some of it here. We're going to do a little bit of it on the black book, not going through like all the defensive and offensive line picks. We're probably heavily focusing on um, what happened through all the seven rounds, what offensive players shined and stuff like that. So make sure you get the full recap episode over at In This League. Don't miss any of it. And then plus like, We've also got so much extra content coming up in the next week between a secret show, in-game uh, episode uh, breakdown, and a Game of Thrones uh, episode three breakdown. So, holy All crap. kinds of stuff for you. Holy crap. So, when I get out of in-game, the first thing I do is also just, I'm so excited. Well, actually, first thing I do is I went and took a piss. That is the first thing I meet. <laughs> I, I ran out of there. You know what was so great is, um, this is a helpful hint I'm going to give to everybody. There is no after credit scene. There's nothing. 
Oh, okay. And people don't know that. They have they do some like little homage thing at the end, but um nobody got up. And this is a packed dinner theater. Nobody got up. Everyone went to their phones and everyone starts looking. And I see and I'm like, there's not a there's not a thing. And everyone's still sitting there and everyone's looking and seeing the same thing I'm seeing. So our buddy Jag that was was he went with me. I went, "Let's go." And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right." So we get up and no one's leaving and I'm like, I'm going to get to the bathroom before anybody. This is amazing. <laughs> and guess what? Right into the bathroom. And you know, oh, that's funny. 12 minutes later when I got out of the bathroom, um, I was good to go because <laughs> I held it all. Did you have to, did, did you fill up the urinal so much you had to flush midstream? No, but. Uh, so it wouldn't overflow? No, but I did have one of those where you don't, you weren't prepared for how long you were going to pee. It was one of those. Like you, you, you just start laughing ready. in the middle of it. Yeah, you were just going, and you're just like, "This is way longer." It's like, like in game. Like this is way longer than I had anticipated. This was going to happen. So that's the first thing I did. <laughs> the second thing I did was I opened up, um, I opened up the interwebs to recap myself because I was going to call Bogman and attempt to spoil uh, in game for him. But I wanted to also know what happened in the draft, and I saw people talking trade, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" So I went to see what was happening, and I'm scanning through, and I see some interesting stuff. But the New York football giants at six stand out like a beautiful, sexy, sore thumb for all the things for me to get super excited about because they took a quarterback, but they didn't take the quarterback that anybody expected. They took Daniel Jones, not Dwayne Haskins. And somebody put out an amazing tweet, Bogman, that said the entire summer, everyone has been talking about New York tanking for the number one overall pick from Duke, the Giants didn't get the memo that it's not Zion, that it was uh, Zion, <laughs> not Daniel Jones. It was so damn good. But people were losing. So let me ask you first. What okay. was your reaction when Daniel Jones went? I don't Jones hate went? it. Because well, you love Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Daniel Jones is my number two quarterback in this draft behind Kyler Murray. And I like him more than I like Dwayne Haskins. So um, I... I didn't hate this at all. And, you know, there was some really good points made. Um, uh, I God, I can't remember who said this, but someone pointed out that, yeah, I think it was Daniel Jeremiah pointed out that Kyler Murray had more NFL um, teammates on his high school team than Daniel Jones did on his uh, college team at Duke. So he hasn't been surrounded by the best weapons at Duke uh, for his entire career. And um, he was trained up by the same guys that, that trained up Peyton and Eli, Daniel Cutcliffe. So uh, when you watch him out there, I'm not as high as Gil Brandt is on him. Gil Brandt says that he is the next Peyton Manning. Um, Just because it kind of looks like. Someone said Daniel Jones that's, looks that's like the much. guy that would play Peyton Manning or play Eli <laughs> Manning in a remake movie. That's, uh, a, that's a good point. But, you know, it's funny because Daniel Jeremiah put a um, – he put a, a kind of a he's either going to be Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan. So and I think that's a great comparison. You know, it could go one way. It could go the other way. It's definitely an unbelievably risky pick. And I'll give that up all day long because I didn't think any of these guys were, um, you know, four, you know, four quarterbacks went here. I don't think any of them should have gone um, this high. I think they they 
you know, if they were in last year's class, I think most of these guys would have gone behind everybody who went. So uh, I'm not the biggest fan of all these guys, but I do like Daniel Jones. And I love the fact that he gets to sit for a year behind Eli Manning. So it's good for him. Um, yeah, it's really good for him. I, I'm I'm I, I, I'm more happy about this pick than Giants fans. So I know that Giants fans were not happy, not happy, no, no, not happy at all. And um, kind of made the laughing stock. Joe Budden, who's a known Giants fan, and by the way, a hilarious story that he talked about where Joe Budden uh, purchased in-game tickets, talked about the show for four straight podcasts, and then the night of realized that he had purchased tickets in the incorrect state. (laughs) Can you believe that? That's awesome. Um, Oh, my God. How dumb. He also had his life ruined when Daniel Jones. There's a great video of him just falling over. But uh, here's a couple of videos we found online. Bogman Bogman actually has a great reaction article up over um, on Patreon if you guys want to check it out and you put your reactions to every single pick uh, in the first round and it's a really killer extra piece so go check it out but you also put a link to some uh, video reactions so here uh, just a couple real quick are reactions from inside the stadium what is it um, what's the stadium Mets is it MetLife 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 yeah. yeah here's a couple of reactions from MetLife where they had a draft party and there's a ton of people here as the pick was coming up so here's video number one Guy's not happy. Here's another video from inside the stadium. In the 2019 NFL draft, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones. Oh, no! It's like they're reacting like it's reverse Christmas. They're acting like the scrolls just came down and were attacking New York. Oh, my God. Ah. There's one video you have in here of a kid. Did you ever see the video of the kid that, like, gets his video game turned off or taken away and he takes a controller and shoves it up his butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid essentially does the same thing, um, ripping his shorts into his butt crack because the Giants took uh, Daniel Jones. And I can't play it because there's the most amount of F-bombs. I'm going to risk playing this one real quick. This is... Uh, someone says their roommate is a huge Giants fan. So I might have to bleep something. I think he just starts crying. Yeah, that wasn't even a good one. That, he just starts crying. That's all he does is he put the blanket over and he just started crying and rolling over. And pretty much every other video I can't do because there's just massive amounts of cussing and Giants fans are infuriated. Let, let's see this. So this is like the ESPN broadcast one. Uh, yeah, you can't even hear anything of it. it it's like the... Um, it's like when the Knicks took Porzingis. That's what it reminds If people want to know what the look is, it's like when the Knicks took Porzingis, people just, they didn't know what to do with Can you imagine? There was also a great video um, at the Falcons stadium when the Falcons took whatever offensive lineman they did and everyone just stood around there just staring at each what? other. Can you imagine going to a stadium that hyped up and them completely breaking your heart? I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is if I had been in a group of people last year when the Steelers took Terrell Edmonds, uh, I it would have been the same thing. It would have been like, what? what would you I would have done with just yourself? done the silent thing. You were uh, you were live streaming with your your, yeah. your mouth down to your uh, your shoes when they did it. Disappointed. Yeah, Dusty. I mean, uh, clearly this year I had the complete opposite reaction of that, but. Uh, Last year, I just my my jaw 
hit the ground. And, um, Dusty went ahead and reposted that in the groomy room again, uh, just to remind me. And it was, it's, it's pretty funny now looking back on it, but I was, um, I was very upset and had way shorter hair. So, um, it's, it's, I get, I understand why people are upset, you know, and and this is one of those things where you've talked about this with our local guy, Gambadoro, where teams will kind of pitch him something. So he talks about it to kind of see what the reaction is with the, the local, uh, market. That's way tougher to do in New York. There's way, way more opinions and, it's not something they did. Every mock had them taking Dwayne Haskins um, or a defensive player. And I think the biggest shock here was that Josh Allen, who at one point was, you know, a, a number one overall pick candidate. Yeah. Probably a lot of people had him going three or four fell all the way down to the Giants at number six and they passed on it. And that's and it, what he doesn't even really fit for Jacksonville that well. And Jacksonville was still like, we can't pass this guy. He's too good. Well, and that's so. what people were really upset about. And also, um, and as you mentioned, kind of the biggest one was that everybody was primed for Dwayne Haskins. The feeling was that by some, I think it was uh, Louis Reddick was talking up Haskins as like the number one quarterback in this draft. That, that he's going to be a steal, I think was the word that he used, just completely going in on Haskins. And everyone was primed for a quarterback, but it wasn't him. By the way, did you hear that Haskins threw a draft party and charged and 50 charged bucks 50 ahead? Bucks. That yeah. is that is <laughs> like low, maybe high-level petty. Like, I appreciate him doing that. Like Someone someone said, you always got to have a side hustle. Yeah, I so. mean, good for him. I, you know, good for him. Ohio State wasn't paying you enough, so get your money, son. Did, you got to do what you got to do. Hear, did you hear what his lock screen on his phone is? Is a naked picture of his girlfriend. Is that true? Yeah. And he's just, like, holding up his phone looking at it. Oh, my God. Please uh, tell me that's I mean, not true. What, did everybody so get the screenshot? Already, like, I'm going to like, type it uh, in. So I don't know. I don't know if anyone got it. I just I saw it on I think on Instagram or something. Someone's it's like swipe up to see. And I'm like, no, thanks. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, how about that? How about uh, decision making already bad for Dwayne Haskins? So um, I don't know. I, I Dwayne Haskins is a decent pick, I would say, for the Redskins. They they need a quarterback real bad. But I hope for his further development this season, he has to sit behind Case Keenum because he only had one year starting at Ohio State. They don't have a bunch of weapons. Maybe they're going to add some more, uh, but uh, they don't have a ton of weapons as it stands this second. So uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest Dwayne Haskins guy in a dynasty format. I think he could be good, but he was helped out by a ton of five-star athletes at Ohio State, and he only started the one season. Probably so better talent in Ohio State than Washington at this point. <laughs> I just kidding. They have Darius Geis and Chris Thompson. Kidding. You know what's interesting is Washington fans really didn't want Dwayne Haskins, but I feel like the thought process was because they were going to have to trade up to get him. And they didn't have to right. do that. He was one of the most projected players on his team, Haskins to Washington, I think in this entire draft. The only other easy one that everyone nailed might have been Josh Jacobs going to the Oakland Raiders. Everyone called that one by a mile. But 
I think a lot of people assumed the trade was going to happen, so they got their future quarterback, you know? And Washington's probably a good place for some high side hustles for Haskins, for, too, right? <laughs> carry around, you know what you can do? You can carry around a first aid kit and charge like 10 bucks a band aid for all the players that keep going down and get hurt. <laughs> He's just waiting he's for Chris li- Thompson, you know, waiting for Alex he's Smith. He's going to live in D.C. He should definitely be, uh, you know, buying up all the parking spots he can and charging a, a exorbitant rates for them. He should get a deal or with like, uh, he should get a deal with like Advil and then he'll just walk around following Chris Thompson and Alex Smith and Josh Doxson and just waiting and just being like, oh, are you injured again? Uh, 10 bucks, <laughs> 10 bucks of Tylenol. Yeah, you know, what he's going to do actually is build a long driveway to his house and then make a toll road on it is what I've heard. <laughs> so I think that's the best idea for doing. <laughs> what's the, what, <laughs> what's the better <laughs> destination for a quarterback as far as talent? Is it Haskins with Washington and guys like Geis and no receivers and uh, no other talent? Or is it uh, Daniel Jones with essentially Evan Ingram and well, I mean, Saquon Barkley and then Evan Ingram. Um, like who's going to have a better chance of succeeding long term with the talent that's built around them? I think Daniel Jones. I think that uh, you know the, the Giants. A lot of what Daniel Jones is going to have to do is turn around and hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley, or throw a dump pass to Saquon Barkley. Like they've got their playmaker there. That's him. Obviously, they would have been way better off with Odell Beckham. But uh, he's gone now, so that's that. But even with Odell Beckham gone, they still have a better receiving core than the Redskins do. So, um, I, But I think that whoever is pushed into uh, service sooner could have uh, a negative effect on them. And I think that Haskins has to be the guy that's pushed ahead of uh, you know Daniel Jones over Eli Manning, although Eli Manning canceled his Monday morning. He does this Monday morning radio show in New York and he has canceled it because he's not sure he's going to be the starting quarterback every single week mm, this year. That's interesting. So, you know, another interesting um, thing about the first round bogs, only six skill position, offensive skill position players drafted one running yeah. back two wideouts. broke my heart that Nikhil Harry went to the uh, New England Patriots and then you've got Marquise Brown, who was the first wideout taken to uh, your Baltimore Ravens Bogman. And then Josh Jacobs to the Raiders. So, I mean, oh, I, you know what? I said that incorrectly. There were also two tight ends. You had Noah Fant went to the Denver Broncos at 20. Of course. And then you had uh, TJ Hawkinson who went eight uh, to the Detroit Lions, which was a pretty popular pick. So here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we'll finish up with the first round. I want to talk about um, the um, uncanny, just shocking development that the Pittsburgh Steelers traded up We'll talk yes. about uh, Nikhil Harry, Marquise Brown, and which one of those are maybe in the best situation for this year's coming fantasy. And then we'll talk about the second and third round. So tons more NFL draft talk coming up here, right here on In This League Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. Go anywhere. 